Hello everyone, welcome to episode 24 of the History of Middle-Earth podcast, where we dive deep into the Minas Tirith archives to go through the history of Middle-Earth. Today's episode is brought to you by Tish Munson. As our usual, we are starting off with this coming week in Middle-Earth history. Today is September 7th, and this is when Bilbo finds Thorin's cell in Mirkwood. And in 3001, the Shire gets paid a visit by some outsiders. September 8th in 2941 is when the White Council meets. Tuesday, September 14th in 3001, a wagon is spotted on the road turns out just to be Mary. September 15th, the White Council continues their debate and Saruman agrees to an attack on Dol Guldur. That same day in 3018, Gandalf is still being held captive atop Orthanc and has been there since July 10th. And on the 15th in 1977, the Silmarillion was published. So on to our main topic for this episode. We're going to be going over Rangers of the North and the South. Rangers of the North were northern wanderers from Eriador. They were the last of the Dúnedain of Arnor, who had once populated the northern kingdom of Arnor. They protected the lands they wandered, although their secretiveness made other people consider them dangerous and distrustful in Bree and the surrounding areas. They were known as Watchers. They were grim in appearance and usually dressed in gray or dark green with a cloak clasp shaped like a six-pointed star. The term Rangers of the North was used mainly by those who lived in the southern lands of Rohan and Gondor. This was to distinguish them from their distant cousins, the Rangers of the Ithilien or Rangers of the South. Like the Rangers of the North, they were also Dúnedain, but they belonged to the South Kingdom of Gondor, and their ancestors had been divided from the Northern Dúnedain for some 3,000 years. They were led by Dúnedain Ranger Faramir, brother of Boromir. The Dúnedain of Arnor dwindled after the retaking of Arnor into three kingdoms in the Wars of Angmar. Cardalon and Rudar soon fell, and only the minor kingdom of Arthedain maintained the noble line of Isildur. Eventually, that was also destroyed in the Battle of Fornost and Arvidui. The last king of Arthedain was lost at sea. Arvidui's son and heir, Arnarth, claimed the title of chieftain who would then rule the remnants of his people. Elrond had in his keeping the heirlooms of the House of Isildur, the Sart, which included the Shards of Narsil, the Star of Elendil, the Scepter of Anumanas, and later the Ring of Barahir, ransomed from Lossoth. Each of Arnoth's heirs, who would also who could also trace their lineage back to Isildur himself, would be secretly born and raised in Rivendell. The rangers became a secretive, wandering, and nomadic people around Eriador, far from Sauron's spies, little known or remembered, and their deeds were seldom recorded. 
The watchful peace followed the loss of Arnor, and after its end, the enemies concentrated mostly against Rovanian and Gondor. During that time, the rangers fought minor battles and skirmishes against the orcs and evil wolves in order to keep the region safe. The hobbits of the Shire flourished under their protection. During the rule of Arasuil, the orcs of the Misty Mountains became bolder, now daring to invade Eriador. The rangers fought countless battles trying to hold them back. Unfortunately, one party of orcs managed to reach the Shire, but were fought off by a party of brave hobbits under Bendebras Took in TA 2747. Soon after, the Long Winter arrived, and many lives were lost, and Gandalf and the rangers jumped in to help the hobbits of the Shire survive. In 2911, during Arganui's rule, Fellwinter began with the Brandywine freezing over. This was a catalyst for the White Wolves invading Eriador from the north, which must have harassed the rangers. In the last year of his reign, the Great Flood devastated, leaving Tharbad ruined and deserted. The following years were peaceful, although Arador was killed by hill trolls, and his son, Arathorn II, was killed while hunting orcs. Arathorn's son, Aragorn II, succeeded him, who between 2957 to 2980 took great journeys, serving in the armies of King Thangol of Rohan and Steward Ecthelion II of Gondor. Many of his tasks weakened Sauron and his allies, and the West endured him during the War of the Ring. By that time, Aragorn's rangers were scattered and diminished. When Halbarad led a troop of rangers into the south to Aragorn's aid in the war, he could muster no more than 30 of his company who fought in the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Going back to Bree, the, we know that the hobbits met up with Aragorn, or Strider at that time, and Bree, more specifically the Prancing Pony, was kind of like a place for rangers to go and relax when they weren't on their watch, and just kind of taking a break. And that was basically what Aragorn was doing. The rangers will go to Bree and hang out, find a way to relax, go get something to drink, and that's kind of what he, why he was there when the hobbits ran into him. Anyway, Aragorn eventually became King Elisar of the Reunited Kingdom, and the rangers became once more a united people under the line of Elendil in the Fourth Age. For over a thousand years, the rangers of the north faithful, faithfully preserved the line of Elendil, and the ways of the Dúnedain and the ancient heirlooms of the heir of Isildur, such as the Shards of Narsil, the Star of Elendil, the Scepter of Anuminas, and the Ring of Berhir. Like all Dúnedain, they were very friendly with the elves, particularly those of Rivendell, where each heir would be born and raised. They secretly guarded and protected Eriador from the spies, invaders, brigands, and other worse foes. Like their companions in Athelion, these rangers were incredibly highly trained warriors who were experts with both sword and bow alike. They used stealth to their advantage in order to cut down many foes before they could react to the ambush. And a quote from Tom Bombadil talking about the rangers, he says, Few now remember them, yet still some go wandering, sons of forgotten kings walking in loneliness, guarding from evil things folk that are heedless. 
During the War of the Ring, the Rangers of the South were Gondor's elite fighting force that protected their outlying borders. Concealed in the woods and living off the land when on patrols, Rangers were highly trained in the art of stealth and used surprise ambushes that would disorient their foes, killing many before they even had time to react. Those that lived near them said that their agility and stealth was said to be on par with the elves of Athelion and others they encountered. They were selected from the descendants of the people who had dwelt in Athelion before it fell from Gondor's control in TA-2901. Ranger attacks were feared and dreaded by all of the enemies of Gondor, being able to slaughter entire battalions at unawares. Just a hundred to few hundred of these trained archers can take out companies multiple times their size. In the Two Towers book, a small company of Faramir's rangers defeated an entire battalion of Haradrim, killing even Amumakil. Since the founding of Gondor, it had been the target of many attacks from Easterlings in the north and Haradrim in the south, so the rangers had to always be vigilant. Since the rangers were few in number, they relied on their skill in combat, which included camouflage, stealth, and swift attacks with deadly precision. During their attacks, they would also prioritize their target, such as taking out the captains first. This led to even more chaos among the ambushed foes. If the situation allowed, the rangers may finish off the few remaining foes by sword. However, this increases the chance of injury or death to a ranger who are highly trained seasoned veterans among Gondor. These men are irreplaceable, and if any spots opened up, men would be pulled from Minas Tirith to fill their ranks. The problem came when these new recruits would need to go through all the training needed to keep up with the rangers. This took time and resources that they may not have at that particular time. The rangers used a hidden cave called Henneth Anun as their secret hideout. The cave spiderwebbed out in many directions and was kept hidden behind a waterfall that flowed into the Forbidden Pool. The caves included an armory, storehouse, and sleeping area. This was only one of the secret hideouts of the rangers throughout Gondor. These hideouts remained completely hidden all throughout the War of the Ring. The only outsiders to ever see the inside were Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. As Sauron became a began amassing his forces, the large numbers of enemies constantly flowing through the area left the rangers having to take extra precautions on their attacks, which ultimately led to less available ambushes. Eventually, Auxiliath needed the extra support, so the rangers went to support their fellow soldiers under the orders of Captain Faramir. Unfortunately, Sauron's orc army had almost completely taken Auxiliath by this time. Drastically outnumbered by a sea of never-ending orcs, Faramir called the retreat back to Minas Tirith. During their retreat, the men of Osgiliath and Faramir's rangers became an easy target for the fell beasts. The primary weapon of the rangers was the longbow. It was a simple U-bow with no decorations or recurved design. These bows stood a massive 80 inches tall when strung, and the bows stood a massive 80 inches tall when strung. These bows took a large amount of skill not only to use, but use effectively and efficiently. The draw on those bows was said to be 140 pounds of pull. The arrows shot were about 28 inches in length and had a 4 inch steel broad headed tip that was the same as the standard Gondorian arrowhead. 
The arrows were finished off with a green, gold-colored fletches taken from the wild bird in the area and helped aid in their camouflage. A skilled ranger could consistently hit and kill a target at over 200 yards. The quiver used by the rangers was closer to that of Rohan than the rest of Gondor. The quiver was made from leather with an inner canvas bag that could be drawn up over the arrows to keep them dry during storms. The swords carried by the rangers were the standard swords of Gondor. The rangers were Gondor's elite fighting force that were, were the best trained men in Gondor and really anyone had to offer. Paired with the rangers in the north, these skilled warriors kept countless enemy forces from reaching large towns and cities full of innocent people. And there you have it, the history of the rangers of Gondor and Arnor. For those who remember when Facebook allowed both Facebook or groups and pages to do polls, which now they don't unfortunately, uh, but I think you can post polls on them, so I'll try to figure out a way to around, around it, because I used to do a lot of polls for those who have been around for a while, remember. Um, but the last one, um, I never actually went over the results, but it was, which being would you be more freaked out about attacking you? And option A was a barrel white, option B was a ring wraith. There were 300 votes and 62% of people said ring wraiths, 38% said they'd rather be chased by a barrel white. So I realize that poll is about a year and a half old now, and I never went over the results because I was so shocked that Facebook wouldn't allow us to do polls for any reason. I, I just I miss going over that one if I once I figure out a way if I just post it from like my personal account I think you can do polls that way I'll try to get more fun polls up for you guys and share and talk about them in the episodes so keep an eye out for those and as usual if you want more content check out our website ministeriotharchives.com check out our Facebook page and group History Middle Earth Podcast on Instagram at History of Middle Earth Pod and our Discord page, which there is a link for in the description. If you liked this episode, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. If you have a complaint or advice, let me know, and hopefully we can either I can either fix it or get some your idea added into an episode. Any questions can be sent to ministeriothearchives at gmail.com or through our Facebook page or the Contact Us tab on our website. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you back next time. Till then, I'm your host, Phil, and you're listening to the History of Middle-Earth Podcast.